Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and today's guest is quite an amazing woman. I've been following her for a while, A, on social media, but also in real life because she's here in San Diego with me. So I've been to many events where she was at, events that she's kind of been a part of. So I'm excited to bring Jesse to the show today. Jesse, welcome. Hi, Jess. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know you guys got J squared today. It's the Jess, Jess and Jesse show. Um, so Jess, <laughs> Jesse has an amazing event space, which I was just telling her before I hit record that I've been, I've been admiring for quite some time. And I guess I kind of, you know, was inspired by what she created. And now I have my own mini event space with creative house. And, um, I feel like I might need to come to you for some mentorship because guess what? We can always learn things. And I definitely know there's a lot of stuff I don't know. And I'm queen of like, tell me everything that you think I don't know. So I can like, you know, skip the line to get there quicker. So Jesse is a Forbes 1000 CEO, founder of the event venue Femex Quarters, which I was just talking about here in San Diego. And she is the leader of the Femex community for female entrepreneurs, business besties. Uh, she created this epic thing that I keep seeing pop up with other entrepreneur women in the space of entre- entrepreneurship. And I keep asking, I'll see this girl. I'm like, where are you at? And they're like, oh, I'm here. You got to come. You got to come. So I got to come to the month. It's Monday nights, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. And then I'll peel back the curtains and like how we ended up here at this amazing space. So you can tell us all the things, but first start out with how you created this community and what, what is going on with them. Yeah, honestly, I kind of created what I was craving, to be honest. And sometimes that is your market research, right? Like that is the first thing that sparks ideas. Like you're trying to look for something, you're not finding it. So you, that can give you a clue as to what's needed out there. So for me, I wanted a community that was, you know, made out of entrepreneurs, but that business talk wasn't the only talk in the room. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want to have friends that we're really close, that we're really good friends. And we are also entrepreneurs and we can relate to each other and we can share strategies and ideas. And so I was looking for that. And, you know, over the years, I mean, we started doing events uh, initially like five years ago before I even had the space. But over the years, it's kind of like changed a little bit. It's been refined. You know, I kind of have like my own modality and, you know, my own way of running things. But I think essentially the community makes a community and the most important element in our community is just the people that come. And I'm very proud and I was very intentional for it to be also a diverse community. So I wanted to make sure that if you came here, you felt like you belonged, you saw other people that looked like you, no matter what you look like, right? Um, And so that really is what I think makes us special. And I think I've never met a person that's been like, "Ah, I felt out of place. I felt like rejected or I felt like I didn't belong. And that's so important to me. No, that's huge. And you can definitely feel that when you're, when you're there in the space, because for one, there's so many different events that go on there. I've been a part of the vision boarding night that you hosted there. Mm-hmm. And then I was just on the speaker panel with Jan who hosted her little women's event. I should say little, it was awesome. And, um, a couple other like pop-up things that have been there and they all, all, all of the events are very diverse. And it's so cool because I don't know that I've been a part of too many things like that. And I think you making that the forefront of you know, what you're trying to bring together is so important. And also like San Diego is so diverse. So like, why wouldn't your event space like be a hub for us to all come together and get to hang out? So I love that and appreciate that. That's like one of your core values that you're putting out there. Um, because it's like, we can all learn from each other and everybody brings a little different flavor. And, um, 
I, I just, it's, it's honestly awesome. So talk us through how you got into the events world um, mm-hmm. and started putting on events. Was that also something that you were craving? And then you were like, I'm just going to make my own event. So that's how that happened. So really it started when I first moved to San Diego. I moved to San Diego about five and a half years ago and I didn't know anybody. And I had just left the corporate world. I was a corporate executive and that is a complete different world. So I did not know anything about the entrepreneur world. I didn't really, I had never been to like networking events, those type of networking events. And so I went to a few places because I wanted, you know, I was starting my own business as a consultant, as as a brand consultant. And I was like, I want to, you know, meet people. So I'm going to go to all these networking events. And I started going and I wasn't really making friends. Like everybody was like, here's my card if you want my services kind of thing, you know. Uh, And I'm sure that, I mean, now that I've been here for a while, there are other amazing communities and women doing great things, but I just didn't know them at the time I wasn't connected. And so, um, so I was like, I'm just going to like post on Facebook events and Eventbrite. And like, even if five people show, like, I just want to have friends, you know. Um, and that's how we started. And, and part of it, too, was, uh, you know, the female empowerment behind that is when I was in the corporate world, I went through, you know, sexual harassment that it wasn't just me. It was a lot of the women in the company and I experienced it. And I saw I saw that there were still a lot of glass ceilings and a lot of things I needed to improve. And for me, leaving was me saying I'm choosing my mental health. I'm choosing myself. And so as I left, I felt this responsibility to really create something that empowers women to be financially independent, because I felt like part of the reason I stayed in that toxic situation for a while is because I like the paychecks, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I'm making really good money. I have a lot of benefits. And then I started thinking about like maybe single moms or other women that don't have the luxury to say, I'm just going to quit, you know? Um, So I think financial independence is really important. So when I, you know, moved to San Diego, thought of the events that was part of it was like okay what can we create that when we are financially empowered so that we have more choices so that we can get out of bad situations or we can just you know do the things that we dream of create the life that we want and so that's how it started and we started throwing events and I remember the first event I was like even if I get five women I'll be happy and we got like 25 women (laughs) like the space was really tiny because it was like in this little rooftop that my friend had like someone that I had just met it was just like I was not prepared for it but I was like pleasantly surprised I was like this is good like this is showing me that it's needed and I was like I didn't know anybody here so it wasn't even like oh it's because people knew me at the time and so um little by little it's just like snowballed and it grew and I just knew I was doing what I was meant to do it just felt so aligned and then you know over time I was always looking for a venue for a space and everybody wanted to charge like I was throwing a wedding <laughs> you know and I was like these are smaller events like I'm not gonna be paying like 5k you know just for like a small event and so um so yeah so little by little like all these little clues of like I need a space I just need to get my own space where I can curate the vibe, I can curate the community, I can curate the way that it looks, right? Because I am like, I come from a design background. So I'm like, I want it to be cute. And eventually, you know, I that idea turned into, I'm actually drawing like what I want and writing it and manifesting it. And um, that was just the beginning. So I'm not going to say it was easy. I'm not, I will get there. But, um, but that was just the beginning of it. That was where the idea was born. That's amazing. And uh, I mean, we haven't even touched on how cool the space that you have is. I mean, you, you came across literally one of the coolest, like 
buildings in San Diego, just where it's located for one. And then like the view and the windows and just the setup, it's so awesome. So congratulations on finding that epic space. And it's big, it's a big space. Um, and you've done an incredible job. It's so cool that you have not only like co-working in there, you have like obviously the events, there's a kitchen, there's a bathroom, there's a podcast studio, there's epic views, there's parking. Um, it's like such a clutch little space. Are you just so stoked with it? Yes. And honestly, the way that I came across that was a manifestation in itself. And it was not going to be the building that I was going to sign. So do you, I mean, do you want to hear the story? Yeah. I, because can, I, can I, I feel the like short version. Okay. Let's hear the short version. That's the good. short version is I was about to sign for this other building downtown. And as the days approach where I had to sign and this mind that this was the biggest commitment of my life at the point, but the biggest check I was going to be writing. And, you know, I started feeling really uncomfortable and like something inside me was telling me like, I don't want to work with this person. Like it just didn't sound right. Um, and I remember one day uh, my fiance at the time, he was just my boyfriend. We decided to drive by the space at night and we had never driven um, by at night. And we saw like a lot of homeless people outside and we're just like, how am I going to bring a bunch of girls here where it's just like completely different at night. And so I just, I feel like I had all these little things telling me like, no, this is not a place, but I had been looking for eight months at this point and I was tired and I had finally found something that was within my budget, which is really hard in San Diego. I obviously had, you know, a very conservative budget. And, um, and so I remember thinking like one day I went up to the gym, I was going to this gym that's on a rooftop and I was just like looking up and I'm like, literally having a breakdown in the middle of the gym. So I laid down on the turf and I was just like, I was literally like tears rolling down my face, probably being super dramatic to other people. I don't know, but I didn't care at the moment. And it was just like, I'm letting go of this. Like, I don't feel this is the one. And it's so hard to let go when something is like almost perfect, like almost a thing. And you've been looking for it for so long, you know, and it can happen in relationships. It can happen with anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, but it's almost what I want, but it's not right. Yep. Um, and I remember saying, I'm just going to let go of it. If it's not mine, I was like, God, if you know, if it's not mine, I let go, I surrender. And honestly, like I was genuine, like I, it was so hard. It was so painful, but I was like, I don't feel this is the one. And sure enough, I go, you know, I go back to my apartment and my boyfriend's like, my car got stolen out of the garage, like so random. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, really? Come on. I was just praying. Like, <laughs> what just happened? Um, but um, it turns out that as I was, we were looking for his car, drove around, long story short, we run into what is now Femex, the building. And I wouldn't, I never drove through that street. You know, I was like living downtown, working out downtown. Like I just always walked around my little block. And so I had never even heard of like San Diego Avenue or where we are now. And so um, as I was going to, you know, turn around to leave, I, you know, had to use the, the parking lot there to turn around. And I saw it as it available. And for some reason, just something in my belly, I just felt so excited about it. And I was like, I had just sent in the day before my signature for the contract, but the owner hadn't signed it yet. So I knew I still had a little window to back out. But at the time when I saw a sign and I see available, I remember thinking like, why are you even getting excited? You're, you could for all you know be in a contract right now. Like you still don't know if the guy signed already. And I remember I immediately told my boyfriend and normally he's like the voice of reason because I'm like the big dreamer. And he was like, you know, yeah, let's call. And I was like, that's not him. Usually he'd be like, we can, you know, you're already under contract, whatever. But I was like, okay. So 
I remember just messaging uh, the broker and I was like, hey, uh, has he signed the contract yet? And he's like, no, not yet. He's out of town, whatever. And I was like, okay, just never mind. Like, I don't, I don't want anymore. And they were so surprised because I was always the, the one like pushing it. And uh, I went straight to my bank, voided the check that I had sent in and called the place right away that day. And I was like, hey, if you show it to me today and I like it, I'm going to close it by Monday. And something important about the story for the people listening is that because this was my second time doing this, like when I did the first building, I didn't negotiate much. I didn't have that confidence because I had never done that before. Right. So I know that that building, even though it wasn't the one, it was kind of like a teacher that gave me this extra confidence. So when I called the second building, I was you you think I had experience doing all this. Right. Because I did. I mean, it was new experience, but I was just much more confident and much more willing to negotiate and to ask for what I wanted. So we ended up negotiating, them doing the build out for us the way that I wanted. It saved me thousands and thousands of dollars. And so it's, you know, it's a lot of things that I learned from that experience. So sometimes even if something it's like, okay, why did this happen? You still learn from it. And so anyway, long story short, by Monday we signed. So over like the other one took me eight months. This one took me like a weekend. Uh, Monday we signed and as soon as we left uh, the office um, my boyfriend gets a call that they found his car so I really felt like the car was just like a guide to the building but oh my I gosh I don't think that would have happened if that morning I hadn't said I surrender because mm-hmm. it just all happened so fast and so I think in our journey whatever it is that we're looking for it's really important to surrender it's really important to listen to that voice even if it doesn't make sense because everybody was like, well, you, you, you know, it took you so long to find this. Like, why would you give it up? But it's like, I just knew and I have to trust that voice. I said, this is not the one and oh you're going to be okay. And you have to surrender. And then it just took two days, you know, and I think that's how life is for something 10 years. And yep. then the moment we surrender, it comes. Uh, that was me with my life partner now. So I fully, fully understand that. And I love that you related to relationships earlier, like just a few minutes ago with your story and your story with this space is very familiar to me when it comes to looking for a space for a salon. We talked to a lot of beauty professionals on this podcast. um, And I know a lot of people have on and off over the years, probably looked at spaces or been interested or thought about opening their own space, whether it was a salon, a spa, a nail spot, whatever, whatever it might be. And you know, it can feel like, why, why isn't it happening? Or I was in negotiations with several buildings and you're right. They were all teaching lessons for me when I finally found the right space. And now I, same thing. I go into a feeling so much more confident, you know, at least what to ask for. It doesn't mean you're always going to get it, but at least you have the verbiage to feel like you can talk that talk with them because it is a big deal. How amazing. And to get thousands of dollars worth of like tenant improvements and build outs, like that's huge when you're starting out because it's like that, that can eat away at the, the, all of the, you know, Lean startup is the way to go for sure. What an incredible story. I'm so glad I said yes, yes, sharing that story (laughs) because I feel like it was so like literal for so many things. And then that's what, you know, is one of the things I love talking about the most is not settling and not keeping your plate so full, meaning like you were just going to take that building because it was good enough. It was almost perfect. And that's where a lot of people are at. I feel like right now in life and in business and in relationships is like, it's pretty good you know, we're, we're, we're getting by or this person's decent or these friends are good enough. And, um, 
we know, I think knowing there's a big knowingness that a lot of people yeah. have and have had an awakening um, around during COVID and all the shutdown and all the really the time that we've been given to look inside and see what is important to us and what is important to the people around us and what kind of conversations are we having? And I love that you created what you were seeking because that's exactly how the networking brunches for the beauty inspires beauty, the beauty insiders brunches started for me, you know, a year and a half ago, right before COVID. And it was what I was craving. I didn't want to go to any more technical classes. I wanted to have other hairdresser friends that I didn't work with necessarily that wanted to talk about their big ideas and side hustles and dreams. And, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different conversation than sitting around, you know, gossiping or talking about other kinds of things. The other stuff's fine. There's a time and place. We all have friends for that too. But, you know, when you want to talk about business and ideas, like you were saying earlier, you know, it's, it's fun to be around people that are like, that's a really cool idea, but maybe mm-hmm. you should add, it's like your idea is big, but not big enough. Whereas right. like, well, you tell your idea to like, Ooh, I don't, why, why would you want a space? Like, are you sure you can rent that out? That's right. expensive. Yes. I don't know if that's going to work. Why would you have a great corporate job? Why would you go do right. this? Like, I think people mean, well, especially those closest yes. to us, they want us to play safe. They want us to like, especially for coming from corporate, I can only imagine like what your parents probably thought or people around you, like, can't believe you're giving up something so amazing for, Mm -hmm. for what, what are you doing exactly? So what, what were you doing in corporate before? So I was doing marketing and PR. Okay. And basically, you know, I was the face of the company. I was in charge of the communications department and I had all the privileges that you get with corporate and all the benefits and um, all the things that other people think they want. And for the people that do want that, that's great. You know, you know, do what you want. I just, I personally felt like I eventually started losing myself and, you know, I loved the creative side of my job. I loved that I got to work with people and manage the brand and the communication of the company but eventually it just wasn't my place. And I was in Utah at the time. So I actually moved to San Diego when I quit my job. So it wasn't just quitting my job. People thought I was crazy because I was also moving to one of the most expensive you know, cities in California. And at the time I only had one client lined up, you know, so I said, I just want to be a consultant or do something independently. And, um, and I only had one client. So people, you know, people meant well, like you said, people speak out of their own fears, but they, they're trying to be helpful, right? So that they might say, you know, you shouldn't do this because it's not safe and the money and this and that, and, and they mean well, but you have to understand that they don't have your calling, they don't have your passion, right? They have their own things going on and you have to always go back to yourself and say, what do I want to do? What does Jesse want? And for me, you know, it was a lot about mental health. It was a lot about feeling like I was, I was having a purpose in what I was doing. Um, I was being true to my core values and I was so passionate about empowerment and, and equality and all these things that, you know, I felt like I, I'm not going to find those things in corporate. I have to create it. I have mm-hmm. to create a business that lives by those core values as it is. And I try to impact change as much as I could in corporate. And I, I did. We changed a lot of things and I'm proud of the work and the career that I had there, but I knew it was time to go. And, you know, here we are today and it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie. You know, initially there were a lot of challenges and even finding clients initially in town, it was hard. So there were a lot of challenges, but you had to choose your heart, right? Because sure, it was hard, but it was also hard to be in a corporate job that I no longer wanted in a job that was giving me anxiety in a job that was keeping me up every night uh, in a job where I had to see this man that had, you know, crossed so many boundaries. And so you have to choose your heart. It's not that 
everything is going to be easy all of a sudden. It's just like, I'd rather be have the heart of like entrepreneurship that sometimes there's some uncertainty that sometimes there's some challenges, but it's what I choose. It's by my choosing. It's not somebody else telling me how to live my life. And so I think that's the most important thing. That's huge. And what, what advice would you give somebody who is listening, thinking, oh shit, that's me. I'm in that situation. Um, I don't know if entrepreneurship is exactly what I want, but you know, I'm definitely feeling out of alignment with my business or my life even like how, how would someone even go about addressing that kind of thing? Like what advice would you give someone who's like, oh yeah, that, that sounds a lot like me. I don't know where to start or what to do. If you're feeling out of alignment, that's your sign. The thing is like, we want this big sign, but the biggest sign that we have available to us every day is our intuition, our inner knowing and our wisdom, right? This inner wisdom that we have. And so if you're already feeling out of alignment, that's already a question. That's already an invitation to you saying, why? Why do you feel out of alignment? What do you really want out of life? Why, why is this no longer good for you? Um, and if you're feeling that, follow that voice, follow that wisdom. Um, I think that as you do that, you will find a way. What happens is people say, okay, yeah, I'll do it when or if I get this or that or if this opportunity comes or whatever. And we try to create all these conditions and those things will not show up until we take the leap. And so the most important part is to say, I surrender. I'm going to listen to this voice, to this intuition. And then as you do that, you will find the alignment. You will um, find the things that are going to guide you to where you're supposed to be. If you asked me five and a half years ago, if I was going to be here today, I didn't know that. I didn't know exactly where I was going to be. I didn't know I was going to be on Forbes or have a podcast. Like so many things were so out of my radar at the time, right? I wasn't even going for that. I knew what I wanted. Like I knew my core values. I knew what was aligned with me and I followed that. Um, but it's taking me places that I couldn't even imagine. Like next week, I'm, I'm going to St. Lucia to speak for a female empowerment event. And, you know, traveling is one of my favorite things. And speaking is my favorite thing as far as like my passion goes. And so it's like, I'm doing what I love. And at the time, had I stayed out of fear, I would have never seen the possibility and what was awaiting um, you know, in front of me. And so you, as you start taking those steps, you start seeing it. It's like when you're climbing a mountain, you're not going to see the view from the bottom. You know, you have to take the step and the next step and the next step, and eventually you'll get to that overlook. And so it's really important that you just listen to that voice. It's, it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, it's, it's so crazy how we have the superpower and especially women are so powerful. And oftentimes we ignore it and wonder why it's there. And it's there for a reason. I love that. Oh, we could just end right there. I mean, all the good feels and it's so true. It's like, we get signs all the time and we're like, "Mm, I don't want that sign. Mm, Not that sign. Mm." Send me another sign. I'm like, and the car, the car being stolen for your last story, like that led you to the thing. And and often when we're in like a a shit sandwich, we can't see Mm. our way out of it. And, and a lot of times you don't get to see the aha for quite some time, but Mm -hmm. having faith and like trusting in that. But I feel like some of us, you know, me, me, especially too, around fear. Like we let the, the fear of the unknown hold us back because it's like leaving one thing, you know, what you're in, even if it's not great, like, you know, at least what you're waking up to most days Mm -hmm. and the fear of the unknown of starting something new, of moving into a different, even, even if you're staying in corporate, like moving into a different business or company, Mm -hmm. um, it's like being able to listen. And you're right. Women, we intuitively have such a strong knowingness and we don't always listen to it. 
often. Um, and I think that was one of the things that held me back in my early years of my career was knowing, you know, I just said yes to every client that came in because I had, I thought I had to, Mm -hmm. and I, I see these, these up and coming generations in the beauty industry, you know, defining exactly the type of clients they want. And then only speaking to those clients through social media and just learning the power of marketing that I was never introduced to because I went to beauty school when I was 18. And then right on the, you know, being an assistant, we weren't taught any of that. So it's like PR and marketing and being able to be your own advocate, like to speak up and ask for what you want is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So you're right. You're right. You really can create whatever you want. And you're also right that most of the time, whatever that little dream that you have is just like the tip of whatever's to come. And you can't even imagine how big and good it's going to be. Um, and, and to see yourself now speaking and being able to travel and like host these epic events and hopefully run a business that kind of has morphed into something that almost runs itself, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that's incredible. Like you should be so proud that you've done that in five years. That's just insane. Thank you. Yeah. It's crazy because, you know, when you say five years, like and if somebody tells you in five years, you're going to be doing all these things. You might be like, Oh, five years is a long time. But then when you look back, right when I even when people ask me how long have you been in San Diego and I'm like five years I don't believe myself I feel like it's been two years you know so it's like it's so crazy how fast time goes and how close your dreams are to you and it's just a matter of just going for it and then I look back and I'm like I cannot believe what's happened in these past years you know now I'm pregnant like all like all these things that are happening that are changing and everything is aligned because because I took the leap. And so it's really important for people, whatever it is that they're trying to start to take the leap, to listen to that voice and, mm. um, and just trust, you know, it's also about faith and trusting, like just trust that as long as you're in alignment and as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, things will work out, even if it gets hard. Like we went through a pandemic and we had to shut down the building for two years. That's, that's hard. Right. But um, we survived. We we made it. We're now growing again. And so it's really important to to have that trust and have that faith too. Serious. That's so good. So if anybody's listening that's new and is looking for a community of people, if you don't have one, Jesse said, you, and same with me, create your own, you know, put it out there. Hopefully one or two people show up and you can start to build new friendships and relationships around what you want to talk about and the things you want to focus on. Um, and there are, there, there are epic event, you know, groups like this in every city, I feel like now. So it's just a matter of asking yeah. um, people for referrals, or if you hear somebody talk about something and trying to invite yourself, I think we're at the age mm-hmm. now, or we're in a time in our life, like in the world, even it's okay to invite yourself to stuff. You don't have to wait for that yeah. personal invitation. And when you catch wind of something happening, like carve out your schedule, don't say I'm too busy or I don't have the $25 yeah. or the $50 to attend. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I've grown my network. And I've had the ability to like call anybody up and say, Hey, be on the podcast. Every, you know, everyone's saying yes. Now it's so great because, you know, once you put yourself out there, people start to see you as, you know, somebody worth giving their time to, whether it's, you know, this to me is a form of payment. I feel like, you know, you're paying me with your time by being on the show. And I'm so grateful for that. But if you think about it, like I've been in your space now for a couple of years, I show up at events, like I've put money. So it's like, when you, when you think about how you can show up for other people, I didn't think one day, I hope she's on the podcast. I didn't know I was going to have, right. You just show up with the intention of being around people who are just trying to be better and up leveling and mm-hmm. having great, awesome, thoughtful conversations. So mm-hmm. if, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking, man, I wish I had, you know, women like that to talk to, maybe you should create your own group. Maybe reach out to Jesse say, how did you start? How did you do it? Um, yeah. And I love that you said investing too, because 
I have, right? I the the people that invited me now to speak in St. Lucia, I met at an event that I went and paid for mm. at somebody else's event in a different state, right? So it's it's and I didn't do it for that. And I didn't even know somebody was gonna invite me to this opportunity because of that. So I love that you said that. It's so important that, you know, in this journey not to be transactional. There's a lot of people that are transactional and people like us, we can pick it up right away, right? And like you said, I've seen you around so many times that when you reach out to me, it's like, yeah, for sure, 100%, I'd be happy to, right? I've also had people reach out to me out of the blue and people that never showed up. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have time for that, right? So it's really important to invest the time, the money, or whatever it may be in a genuine way in people. And then you realize that it's going to open doors, but you're not doing it. You're not doing it for that. You're doing it for the genuine connection. But as you create these genuine connections, the doors are going to open and people are going to think of you and you're going to be top of mind for opportunities. And so I love that you're saying that. And that's a really important point to make. I mean, you just sum that up so beautifully and it's so true. You know, I've been in this now I call entrepreneurial space for like three years. I've been one, an accidental one in the beauty industry for 20, but mm-hmm. not in the sense of putting myself in rooms where I could be a value or I could add to, or I could even learn certain things. I, I just, I've had my head down, you know, really for 17 of the years. And then the last mm-hmm. three, I've really dove into what would it look like to put myself in different spaces, having different conversations. And I had no clue where that mastermind that I invested in three and a half years ago would take me. I dropped almost 10 grand just to be in a room with 50 people in hopes that I would get new, new friends and have, you know, learn something. Mm-hmm. And what that has done is just put me into the next room and got me into the different group of friends mm-hmm. and then put me in touch with that person for these conversations. And it's crazy because like you said, five years ago, you couldn't imagine this. And three years ago, I couldn't imagine this. And I just <laughs> celebrated my 100th episode. We had a huge party at the yeah. salon. Thank you. The other night. And we celebrated the grand opening of creative house. And it's like, oh, I don't know how I missed that, but I know <laughs> I'll have another one for 200. It was just so worth yeah. having because, you know, I-, I wanted to celebrate in a big way, but then I was like, it's only a hundred episodes. Like, it's not that, you know, people, you know, have five, 600 episodes. And I was like, you know what? It's a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see people. I wanted to say thank you for those who had been on the show and been a part of it. You know, people that supported me that were local that could come. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. I had old clients. I had old coaching clients. I had new potential people. It was just like such a great mix of people who were willing to show up because it is, it's tough to, I had a handful of people who I thought were going to show up that said they would be there and they didn't show Mm -hmm. up. So it's things like that where you're you're always slightly surprised at who shows up for certain things and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, there was part of me, you maybe give me some advice on this. I wanted to like do a big shout out on my Instagram for everyone that came and how important mm-hmm. that made me feel. And I was like, oh, well, don't make the other people who didn't come feel bad that they didn't come. And then I was like, fuck that. I don't, if they feel bad, that's on them. I don't feel mm-hmm. bad that they feel bad because they could have come, they were invited, yeah. but I want to make the ones that did show up and, and come give me their time feel special. So I'm going to do a big post today about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100% you got to celebrate that it's it's so important people don't realize like you know we celebrate like I'm having a baby now and people everybody's like congratulations and we're really good at that but we also need to get better at celebrating business showers and like you know milestones like the one you mentioned 100 episodes is a lot people don't realize like how much time it takes not just in front you know like the forefront but like behind the scenes like all the things that you're doing just to create a podcast and you're doing it for free essentially right like you're providing value to people and people don't realize it sometimes so it's so important to really celebrate our friends like my friend group now we make such a big deal anytime anything small happens in our lives 
uh, business related. We like literally will surprise each other, make parties because it's really important. It is like having a baby. It is like, you know, any other, like getting married or all these things. It's a huge deal. And so I'm really happy that you're doing that and, and keep doing it and make a big deal when people celebrate you because it's, it's so valuable and they're, they're making time to do that too. Right. So, so yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I love that. Okay. I had some questions. So I want to ask because you, you really like put a bow on this really well of like who you were before in corporate and what you were kind of dealing with and then like who you are now. So I think five years removed from that life, you could answer this question. Well, how would you describe like old you like pre entrepreneurship in like a couple of words? Like what was she like? What was Jesse five and a half, six years ago? Like I was a big dreamer with reservations and I feel more liberated now. Mm. So now how would you describe this version of you? I feel like I'm a audacious, liberated big dreamer. <laughs> I love it. It's soon to be mama. You got a whole new world coming. That's so, so exciting. Yeah. It'll, it, it'll shift your perspective on a lot of stuff, but probably already being so business minded and focused. I think, I think it'll give you some really good insight as to, you know, what's really important. And, and it's so great to have already accomplished so much of the stuff you're doing now so that, you know, you can lean in and, and into the mom space and mm -hmm. maybe take some time. Let's cause it is super special. And I, I feel like, you know, that's one of the reasons I stepped into doing the coaching and the business mm -hmm. mentoring was so that I wasn't landlocked to the salon anymore that I could yes. kind of work from anywhere and pick my kid up from school at three o'clock and mm -hmm. go to baseball games on Saturday. And I just got sick of the excuse of, I just can't, that's just how my schedule is. And finally my mom was like, aren't you your own boss? Can't you make yeah. your own schedule? And I was yeah. like, well, you know, not in this industry, you have to work Saturdays and you have to work late. And she was like, I bet you can find another way. And once I gave myself that permission, it's like, everything's been so different and it's been great. Um, so I think, you know, if you're listening and you're like, well, I just can't, or the time or the money's an issue, we can always find the time and mm -hmm. trust me, you can make money doing anything. If you really put your heart into it and you really like focus on it and not just dabble in something like you literally can make money doing anything. And mm -hmm. it can be an event space. It can be, you know, helping other people get their business started. It can be making bracelets, candles, whatever. You yeah. literally can build an online store now full of stuff. That's not even yours. Like you literally can yeah. make money doing anything. Yeah. Nobody has the excuse to be miserable in whatever they're doing anymore. Yeah, I, I think money, like it becomes, it's so relative, you know, it's so crazy because money is, it's energy. I do believe that. And it's crazy. Like what was quote unquote expensive to me, even a couple of years ago. Now it's like, oh, that's not a lot of money, you know, because now I know I can access it so e so much easier. And it's, I'm not going to say, you know, I have access to like billions of dollars. We have the access, right? I'm not going to say I have it right now, but it's like, it's just knowing that I'm always taken care of and that even beyond the things that I imagine or that I want at times. And so it's, um, it's a mindset shift. It's a, you ha have to have that growth mindset of knowing that you're expanding and that you have the opportunities that you have the possibilities and not being in that fixed mindset of, you know, scarcity and I'm not good at making money, all these lies, right? Like we're limiting ourselves when we, we say things like that, you know, I'm not good at making money, you know, maybe it's easier for you to say, but I can't, or my business sucks, or I don't have good ideas. I'm not creative. All these things are limiting us. And so the way that we speak to ourselves is really important. It's really important to, to, like you said, figure it out, right? Like trust that there's a way and just figure it out delegate pay people because honestly like the time that you're saving you can never get back money mm -hmm. you can get back the time you cannot so if you can save some time 
to do what you're really good at and delegate to other people, do that. That's super valuable. 100%. I could not agree more. Like I am not tech savvy. I am not a podcast, uh, like editor person. I don't do any of that stuff on my own. I, I, I knew right away there was no way this would be sustainable if I had to figure all that out or spend the time doing it. So it's been, it's been the biggest smartest thing I've done for my business is to delegate and to hire before I really was ready. Um, because it's created profit in my business has created like so much more momentum. Um, because in the beginning of like a podcast, nobody knows you know, your podcast isn't getting out to the world. So, and it costs money to put a podcast together. You can do it for really cheap, but also if you want to do it really well, like there's a a definite degree between not spending much and spending a lot. So like anything, start where you can. Um, and starting messy is fine. I always tell everybody, if you ever find this podcast, start at the higher episodes and work your way back versus yeah. starting at the beginning. Cause they're terrible. Yeah. I always tell people, don't listen to my first episodes. Like I, don't go back there, please. Like, yeah. It's like your old Instagram post. You're like, what was yeah. I thinking? But Hey, get, let's look at us now. We started yeah. and, and here we are. Um, what are some like common mistakes that you see of people who, when they're getting into entrepreneurship or they're starting something new, um, do you see like a common theme of people like either spending too much money on certain things or not showing up enough or like, or is there anything that you've noticed since you're around so many women in that space? Yeah, I would say one of the things for sure is, is giving up before you try. Uh, and, and, and maybe not in the sense of like, you're giving up on your business. Like maybe you start the business, but then it's like in the small things, like you look at maybe an influencer you want to work with and you're like, before you even reach out, you're like, Oh no, they're too big. They're probably not going to reply. Or, you know, it's like little things like that. And I always tell people, my most successful moments came from really seemingly small moments that I just took advantage of, right? Like I, I did something, I took an action. And so it could be like that one email you didn't send that one person you met at an event and you really clicked and then you kind of forgot to follow through. It can be all these small little things that you kind of give up on it before you try or you assume you can't do it. Maybe you didn't apply for that one award or, you know, for that one thing. And then it's like, maybe you want to speak at a conference. You're like, oh, no, it's not for me. And then that could have opened so many more doors later on. So it's these small moments, like just try, knock on the doors, ask, you know, Um, don't don't just assume you can't do it. Don't limit yourself. You're already like making yourself loose before you even try. And so I, I see it a lot and it happens with the small things, but it seems small, but it's not small. It makes a big difference. I, I couldn't agree with that more. And I think I literally was just having this conversation with my mom last night. I'm like, I'm, I'm so proud of how much I'll just put myself out there and get in front of people, at least to like start conversations or to like get in their line of sight. Like I was saying earlier, so that when you're ready to ask, or when you, when you need the thing, you, you feel like you've been around for a while and it's, it's like, it's the showing up. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you, you had that one introduction to somebody. Why didn't you follow up? Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, get your nose quick, like go get your nose, go get your fails. If you want to call them that, which they never are. They're always lessons. Mm -hmm you know, because say you do go ask somebody for, you know, to be on your show or to be a part of something and they say, no, you know, follow that up with would a, would a different time be better? Or how can, how can we work together one day in the future? You know, never just taking the no as a no asking for feedback or asking for a different way to connect, um, is going to get you the answers that you want, or at least get you the referral to the next person. That's going to get you the thing that's Mm going to get you the answer. And that's why getting in rooms are so important because you're always like one conversation, one connection, one question, one ask away from like the next brick in your wall. It's not the next answer to your million dollar question. It's like, 
just the next step, right? Who's going to put you in front of the next right person or, oh, I have this space. Do you want to come speak at it? Like that's how I got it on Gian's panel. Mm -hmm. Someone connected me. I I had somebody else on the podcast. They suggested her. She was on the show. Then she threw her event. Then she called me, wanted me to be on there. And then she was at my party last night, meeting all kinds of other people. So then she was the one who was talking about your event. And I was like, "Ah, you know, six degrees of separation with everybody. And that's- It's so magical because there's sometimes, trust me, I'm 41. I have a, a almost 11 year old. I run a business and it's like at the end of the day, I'm tired too. Going to these events is, it sounds fun at 8 a.m. But then by like 6 p.m. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. And, I, and I know that's what happened to half the people that didn't come to my thing the other night. But, you know, it's it's when you show up even just for a little bit that and, and not just stand around passing out business cards, like right. actually conversating with people and like getting to know them. I think we've lost the art of that and it's, it's those who are willing to like have conversations, whether it's through the DM or on people's yeah. comments or stories, or yeah. if you see somebody reach out and say something, that's when like the real connections happen. And mm-hmm. it's really incredible. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on like networking <laughs> and, the, and the power yes. of just like speaking up, but showing up. Cause some people are like, Oh, showing up's half the battle. I'm like, yeah, it's half of it. But then you got to do something with that opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So where can, if people are local or if you have events, you have like a, um, a hub where we can come check out what's going on at Femex. Yeah. You can just go to femexquarters.com slash events. And that's where our events, our meetups, everything is listed on there. We also have amazing events hosted by other people in the community that they organize and, you know, comedy nights or concerts, whatever fun stuff. And so, um, yeah, femexquarters.com slash events. Awesome. So cool. And where can we find you? Are you a Jesse Medina official on Instagram? Yes. Awesome. And or jessimedina.com as well. Okay, perfect. So we'll put all that in the show notes. You guys go follow Jesse. Say what's up. If you're curious about events or networking, ask her all the questions. I'm sure she'd be happy to give you an answer or direct you where you should go because we shouldn't have to do any of this alone. It's so much more fun when you've got a team of like other empowered women around you. And if you don't have that in your community, why not start it yourself? So here's your challenge. Go find some new friends, hang out with us on the podcast. If you love this episode, please share it with a girlfriend. Tag it on social media. Tell us your ahas. And uh, we'd be forever grateful. Jesse, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. We'll see you guys later. Take care.